The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the First and Ten Podcast, brought to you by Blogging the Boys, powered by SB Nation. As always, Tony Catalina here. This time, no Aiden Davis, though. We got uh, a replacement in place here, but it's a good one. It's it's a Cowboys, Blogging the Boys legend. I got Mr. Dan Rogers, Danny Phantom with us. Danny, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, super uh, stoked as to what just transpired here. Um with uh, Sunday's action. So um, just uh, that's for a non-Cowboys uh, day. It's uh, things kind of unfolded, you know, favorably for us. So yeah, I'm in a yeah. good mood. Let's talk about that for a second. I, we're recording this right after the afternoon slates just kicked, uh, finished up. And uh, unless you missed it or you're under a rock here, uh, the Eagles lost to the New York Jets and for the Cowboys and, you know, for the rest of the NFC, honestly, it's a big deal. Uh, before we get into Cowboys talk, Danny, let me ask you, what's your thoughts on that loss by the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, um, I think it, it. I think today kind of just showed that, you know, anything can happen on any given day. And, you know, I mean, we always, the Jets, people kind of been like brushing them off as like they're not very good and, and any Cowboys opponent that we, you know, they defeat. Uh, but the the reality is that they have a very good defense and uh, that was on display today and they gave, gave the Eagles some fits. And I think it just showed that there are, there are weaknesses with, with the Eagles and with the 49ers and with, with teams and teams can be beat and in the NFL, you just kind of got to show up and play. And uh, it, you know, the losses are great, you know, it could come seeding and everything, all that's, all that's very helpful, but I think more than that, it just it gives me a sense of like, hey, you know what? You can never put too much stock into what happens on on one given day, and you know, because tomorrow could pr- produce something completely different. And so, I don't know. It makes me feel a little bit better because we have seen some some good play, some good Cowboys uh, performance this year. So I just kind of feel like. I mean, without question to me, like San Francisco is still the undisputed team to be the NFC, but I feel like it's not like set in stone just yet. Like there's some, there's some wiggle room to maybe, you know, have a shot. So a little, a little sense of hope, uh, hope uh, is what I gained from today. Absolutely. And I, and I was talking to somebody earlier about it and I was like, 
this is kind of what you come to expect with the NFL. They 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 want parity. They want these teams to be able to beat each other on any given Sunday. So, you know, yeah, it is surprising to see it happen, how it unfolds. But when you really look at it, it's like, okay, these teams weren't going to go undefeated. They were going to find a loss. And, there, you know, there are some flaws. I think the Eagles more so than the 49ers. Like, it felt like the Eagles have been playing with fire the whole first month of the year. And they finally got bitten by it. And, you know, I put a tweet out right before this. We, we started recording. I was like, there's going to be some credibility and integrity checks on these national talk shows because they can speak about, you know, Hertz and some of these teams in the same light if they choose to than they, that they would with Dak and the Cowboys. So, um, you know, beyond the stuff that doesn't matter, because ultimately that doesn't matter for the 49ers and the Eagles to lose. The Cowboys have a real opportunity Monday night to go out there and, and kind of make some ground and make up for some uh, some of their transgressions. Yeah, and another thing, too, is that the Cowboys now, uh, you know, well, they did before, but, I mean, they control their own fate then in the sense of taking down the division. I mean, they were dropped, you know, dropping two games is kind of, a you know, a little bit of a hole to get out from under. But, I mean, they're still, they still meet up a couple times. So, I mean, it just, uh, you know, I think it, it puts things a little closer. And, yeah, there's still a lot of football left. Absolutely. And that, that's kind of the whole thing here is we're early in the season. You know, teams were had to lose. But it, when it happens like this in fashion where it's the Cleveland Browns, I know you mentioned it and you had a tweet about the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns who've had struggles over the last decades, you know, plural um, for them to go out there and you know take out the two undefeated teams remaining. It's you know, that's what makes the NFL so much fun. You're sitting there. The Cowboys aren't playing, you know, fans like us. We have stress reviewing on a Sunday and it kind of goes perfectly for us if we're being honest. So uh, not not a tough slate of Sunday games for us here. Um, and before we kind of we'll kind of jump right into it here, we're going to do a preview episode. If you guys know you're a veteran listener, of the first and 10 podcast, we're more of a review show. Our show comes out Monday, so we don't really get to do too many previews. Um, with that being said, this is one of those rare opportunities where we're going to be able to talk about the matchups and the different, uh, you know, game within the game here. So. Danny, we talked about it a little bit, but I'm going to kind of fire it off for you. We're going to start off with um, the our offense versus the Los Angeles Chargers defense. And I'll ask you directly, what specifically do you need to see from this group Sunday to make you feel good about it? Obviously, a win and a ton of points, but is there anything directly that you can point to to say, okay, I feel good about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I just want to see some good play calling and some some good quarterback play i mean i want to see some good early down success i think with the cowboys that you know you could almost kind of get a sense of what's going to come from the drive just like you know right away from how they just open up open things up and i want to see them productive on early downs i don't want to see them get behind the sticks to where prescott's you know i mean you know the heat's coming you know you know the chargers do have a good pass rush we don't know this i don't know the status of uh joey bosa's for tomorrow's game um i just uh i mean but they still have khalil mack and they and they can rush the quarterback i don't want to get in situations where Dak's having to make uh put in tough spots so early down success to me that's really important i want to see some some good design plays i don't want to see them the same old kind of um you know poor running schemes and then like those i don't know how you feel about this tony but it annoys me to know and to see those wide receiver bubble screens and mm. like I just I hate them. I mean, I just don't <laughs> like them at all. I mean, it's always it's nice when they're they're executed well and they can you know, they can run down the sideline for a nice game. But the Cowboys don't have a lot of success with that for some reason. They're not able to execute the blocks, or they're not you know Michael Gallup's not like a an elusive you know guy that's going to 
break a lot of uh, tackles in the open field. So I don't like those. Uh, I just want them to put Dak in good situations. I want to see a lot of pre-snap motion. Um, you know, I just want there to be good options for for Prescott. And can they create space for their playmakers? So to me, I mean, can they get the running game going? The Chargers, you know, they're middle of the road kind of run defense. So uh, they're not great, but they're they're solid. But so can they get something going in there? And of course, the big one is can they attack the Chargers' weakness, which is their passing defense. Chargers are bad. You know, there's there's opportunity there. If if McCarthy in this offense cannot have success against the Chargers, you know, pass defense, so that that that's I think we got serious issues. So that's that's a big concern. I, I I'm hoping they can exploit exploit it, but um, I mean that's what I'm hoping to see from this offense. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I I kind of circled this game myself and said, this is kind of the do or die, so to speak, in a really aggressive way of saying it. But if this offense can't figure it out against this middling, you know, Chargers defense, you're going to go into the bye week with a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. So, you know, with guys like Asante Samuel and Derwin James, you would think they would be better than they are. But as a unit, like you mentioned, I believe the number is they're giving up 299 passing yards a game. They're, they're just, they can be had, really. There's a lot of opportunity here. I know Khalil Mack is fresh off like a, a six sack game but i gotta believe that we we got the horses in the stable and you know the play calling to be able to combat something like that and like you said joey bosa is very iffy if he does go you know he's got a toe issue and that can flare up and pop up at any moment in a game so you just don't know but with that being said you kind of touched on a lot of things the early down success to me is is huge so i want to talk about more about you know the the variety in which they do it i want a little bit more unpredictability in this offensive tack like everything Mike McCarthy does like teams talk about us and, and and analysts talk about us like just it's so easy to figure out what the Cowboys are trying to do and what their plan of attack is and they're not fooling anybody and it's almost like if your guy doesn't win his individual matchup you have no chance for success like there is no schemed up way to just go out and beat a team or beat a player or the man in front of you so yeah you're right I mean I think I spent a long time this week talking about how I think ultimately Mike McCarthy probably falls on the sword here a little bit more than Dak. And if they can't figure it out this week, I think there's going to be some real, real issues going on. Totally agree. And I want to say that I am open to the idea that if the struggles continue, that maybe Prescott is going to shoulder more of this because like when you look at the all 22 of the last game, you can, I mean, I, I thought the play calling was just dreadful. Uh, but at the same time, there were some opportunities. And it was kind of similar to when when Kellen was out, outmatched by some of the better defensive coordinators. Because Kellen, and Cowboy fans will tell you this, he doesn't win every snap. There's sometimes where the, the other team wins plays. So Kellen doesn't win them all. And, of course, the fans will point out those curl routes or whatever they want to, to let you know when he doesn't. Um, overall, I... I think Kellen did a, a good job, but there are times when even McCarthy has plays that should have been successful, but Prescott's not making the correct reads. And this is what I hope happens. I hope that uh, Prescott's able to process things well, I, I, but I want McCarthy to give him a fighting chance. I want to see some movement some, to where he's actually, you know, you, you saw a lot of routes that were run, ran at the same kind of timing to where, you, you know, you talk about those guys being bunched up. That's not the space you want, you know. You know, on the other side of that, you have Kyle Shanahan, where you'll see a lot of spacing, where the tempo changes. Like, 
um, Ayuk will come out there and then like Debo will kind of a little bit of a delay. So then you have these little gaps in there. And oh, I just want to see some of that, some of those opportunities provided for Dak. But at the same time, Dak, he's going to have to make those reads and he's going to have to make those throws and it needs to happen. And, and like we said before, if he can't get it done against this, you know, weak uh, Chargers pass defense, then there's a real problem. And, and I don't know if it's going to be McCarthy or Dak or some type of combination, but um, it's it will be something that will just kind of sour the rest of the, the season. Absolutely. And I have an article that's coming out on Monday. When we listen to this, it'll be Sunday night or you know Monday morning, whenever you get a chance to, to digest. But I try to defend Dak and try to say, you know, we need a little more nuance in the conversation right there. You know, Dak is obviously not blameless in this, but there is other factors at play that if you're just, you know, scoreboard watching or if you if you're not advanced in the way you look at it, I'm not saying I'm the most advanced guy, but there's obviously some some things to work out there. But I say all that to say once a pattern becomes like the, the norm, then you start raising, you know, some red flags there. So you're right. It, it the, Can he process? Can he answer the bell when he needs to? Like, it's one thing to beat the Patriots and, you know, some other of these, you know, low hanging teams. You, you're going to have to face the 49ers and play well against them if you want to get to anywhere in this league. Um, And it just we haven't done that. It's been three straight games where you hadn't been able to do that. So, yeah, it's you want to blame Mike McCarthy right now because you want to believe that Dak Prescott is able and he's the answer. But, you know, we, we got to figure it out quick. And uh, why not kind of want to stay in here? One last final segment in this topic here. Uh what is a matchup you're specifically looking for on this side of the ball? Is there is it CD versus their secondary? What what are you looking for specifically? You know, I kind of there's there's actually a couple of them that jumped out. I am going to give an honorable mention. Um, um, but I just it, the reason this is, does is not my choice is because I don't know the status of Joey Bosa. But I would say that Terrence Still versus Joey Bosa would definitely be something I had to keep my eyes on. Um, I'm a big Terrence Still guy. I love Terrence Still. I think he's a great player, and certainly he's improved each year. With that said, uh, from what I'm seeing this year, it, it's he's playing like a guy who's came off a serious knee injury because he's he's not the same player. And you know, it's he's had some bad snaps, and it worries me a little bit that uh, that could be an area where the Chargers are able to attack. But what my real answer is is you know we talked about the Chargers. Uh, pass defense not being good. You mentioned a couple of their better players in the secondary. Uh, I am more focused on how they attack one of their weaker players, and that player is cornerback Michael Davis, and he's struggled this year. And I don't know how they're going to go about defending him, if it's going to be a CD versus Davis matchup. But my matchup is Cowboys wide receivers versus whoever is being covered by Michael Davis because I think there will be some meat on that bone. And, and if the Cowboys can use space and find the right matchups and Hey, where has Brandon cooks been all year? You know, we talk about, you know, that's secret weapon that, you know, it's supposed to be this upgrade from last year. It's been completely quiet. And that's, that's something that's been very disappointing to Cowboy fans. Maybe this is that game because maybe it's, you know, you can get Brandon cooks in space and, and he can uh, exploit Michael Davis. So to me, that's it. It could. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Gallup, it's going to be Cooks, or even CD. But I feel like someone is going to be able to really take advantage. So keep an eye on number forty-three out there for the Chargers, because I I think there's a great chance that uh, he's going to get lit up at you know at least uh, at least once on on Monday night. 
Yeah, that's such a great answer because you're right. I mean, out like we'd saw CD Lamb check out, you know, mentally last week, even in, acknowledged it. So this is a week that we're gonna need him, and not only him, but like you mentioned, Cooks and Gallup and Turpin looks like he's gonna give it a go. This has to be a good week. You know, Jalen Tolbert, he he's when he's called upon, Tolbert's done some good things. But you know, if we can get some more, you know, progression in that and kind of take the next step in his his uh development into kind of being a real factor in this offense, it would be huge. But I kind of want to touch on your honorable mention. I won't speak about Terrence Steele specifically, but I do want to see this offensive line kind of go out there and have a dominant performance, right? Joey Bosa, and I know this is pre-injury, but I believe the last time Terrence Steele went off against Joey Bosa, he, he held him in check for the most part. I believe that he had a pretty good um a good evening against him, but um you know Tyron Smith and you know the the conversation around Tyler Smith is quickly turning into Pro Bowl type of guy, like All Pro kind of guy conversation at the left guard spot. I just want to see a clean pocket. I want to see them win up front. I want to see Tony Pollard be able to establish the run. I'm just looking for the physicality and for the Cowboys for once, right? For once, actually be the aggressors and not be Mm -hmm. like, you know, be the hammer, not the nail. And I think they have a chance to set the tone with Zach Martin and some of these guys. The the weapons outside, like you mentioned, that's going to be a huge point. But I want to see these guys for once just be the tougher unit for once. Yeah, I, me too, Tony. I mean, I would love to just see the, the, you know, the pile move and sign. You know, you mentioned with Tyler Smith and and both, honestly, with Smith, Biotish, and Zach Martin. I mean, I can't remember when we've had a, an interior three that is, has been that good because I think Biotish has has gotten better. Tyler Smith obviously has gotten better, and um, of course, Zach Martin. Zach Martin probably not gotten better, but still pretty darn good. Um, those three together. I mean, but. You're, they we're not seeing the Cowboys win at the line of scrimmage. And like against last week at San Francisco, they were getting moved. You know, they weren't able to to seal off and, and keep guys at bay. And then the, the, the Niners defenders were getting free shots at, in the, at the runners. So absolutely, I think that's important because if you can't win in the line of scrimmage, then, I mean, that just sets, that sets the tone and that you could be in trouble for a long day. Absolutely. And you're talking about setting the tone and kind of winning up front. I kind of want to pivot over to the other side of the ball and talk a little bit about the defense. Same style of our segment there. I want to talk about what is your biggest fear about this matchup? You know, Justin Herbert gets the respect that he gets, you know, and Kellen Moore, obviously, we both have immense respect for his play calling ability and what he can do. Uh, What is it that scares you the most about this Chargers offense, specifically against our defense? Oh, man. Jeez. Let me count thy ways. I mean, I I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of things that 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 do scare me. Uh, I'm a big fan of Justin Herbert. Um, strangely enough, he's not on my list of things that scare me the most because mm. there are other couple other guys that scare me scare me more. Uh, starting with the return of of Austin Eckler, and I think um one of the thing about Eckler too is I look at Eckler and I don't know how you perceive him, but I think he's a lot. He's he's kind of CMC-ish to me. I think they're very similar in the style of play. I think uh, obviously everyone um, regards uh, Mc, uh, Christian McCaffrey as one of the best players in the league, and rightfully so. Uh, not a lot of people give that same level of respect to Austin Eckler, but I do think that he's got that same playmaking ability. And, of course, uh, the Chargers running game, what they, I mean, it took off in week one when Eckler was there. He's He's been off. He's been out last uh, three games for them, and um, – and the running game has suffered because of it. So, I mean, Eckler was like 7.4 yards of carry in, in week one. It worries me because we saw the Cowboys, they over-defended uh, McCaffrey 
last week and they, they held him in check, you know, kudos to them for his 3.9 yards per carry, but it came out of price, you know, it came out of prices and, and that's Brock Purdy was just shredding them, you know, in the passing game. And just, there was always guys uncovered to me. I feel like it's almost like, well, here we go again. How are we going to do this? Or if they don't treat Eckler with that same level of respect, I think that's going to create some opportunities where he gets on space and, and he's a big play waiting to happen. So, that worries me. At the same time, if they if they over defend, and then next thing you know, I mean, Justin Herbert, I mean, we we had questions about is her is Purdy is he legit? I don't think people have those same doubts about Herbert. I think people know what he's capable of. So he will he will beat you, down, you know, downfield if um if you're not careful. So that Eckler being back is a big concern for me. However, that said, my biggest worry is the return of my old friend Kellen Moore, because I think that he knows this team very well. I mean, we looked at how Shanahan knew how to attack the right guys like Dono. He knows how to attack Donovan Wilson because he knows Dono struggles with changing direction. He knew how to attack uh, Jordan Lewis. Uh, Jordan Lewis isn't fast and they got him in matchups that he wanted. So Shanahan knows that definitely Kellen Moore knows that. And I think he'll find ways to attack the Cowboys defense and look for the matchups that uh, are favorable. That to me is very scary. Of course, this is a big game for Kellamore. You know, he, he, he may not say so if you asked him, uh, but we know it. That's not the case. I mean, this is his former team and, you know, he kind of got pushed out in Dallas in, in favor of McCarthy and McCarthy's uh better quote, you know, quote unquote play calling uh, more is going to want to, he's going to come out with, with a vengeance. And this we, we could see the wrath of Kellamore, and that could end up being a bad thing. If the Cowboys play anything close to what they did, you know, defensively against the Niners, we could be in big trouble because the Chargers could turn around and and tear them up just as much. So that's a big concern to me. Cowboys need to stay balanced. They need to be able to stop the run, stop Eckler. They need to earn themselves some pass rushing situations because that just didn't ever happen last week. I, it's like I don't even remember how many times the Niners were even in third down, you know? So it just, to me, the Cowboys need to be able to, to stop those two guys. Cause I think both of those are very dangerous. Yeah. I want, I want to sit up here and kind of give a, a unique thought, but I couldn't agree with you more if I tried, like it, I have such immense respect for Austin Eckler. Like the guy just makes plays, right? He, he has a nose for the end zone. He does everything for them. Even their screen game was like non-existent over the last three weeks, three weeks. They weren't able to check it down. They weren't able to even kind of plan that. Austin Eckler is a threat in the passing game. He's a threat between the tackles on the edge. He's strong. He's fast. He's tough. He's kind of really kind of what they embody or what they want to embody on the offensive side of the ball. So having Austin Eckler back is just, it's bad timing for the Cowboys. And like you said, they got to focus. They got to find a way to stop him, but you're, your take on Kellen Moore is so right. Like there's nobody that can beat you more than the guy that knows you well, right? He just came out of there. I believe in, and you know, there's nothing that can really, you know, antiquate this in a, in a number sense, but I believe in the emotional football and I believe in motivation. I think Kellen Moore is going to be your, everyone who plays the Cowboys is highly motivated because it's America's team. It's national media, whatever. Kellen Moore has some real personal reasons why he wants to hang, you know, 40, 50 on the Cowboys mm-hmm. and, and he knows how to do it. It's going to be about Dan Quinn. It's going to be about this team trying to figure it out. They just, you know, again, 
Herbert is who Herbert is. He's going to make plays. He's got immense arm talent. Keenan Allen can make plays. You know, Keenan Allen got shut down by Trayvon Diggs, but Trayvon Diggs isn't out there. Stephon Gilmore, not the same caliber, you know, on the last leg of his career. There is some specific things that truly worry about me, but the two guys that you mentioned, if, if you're a Cowboys fan and you're preparing for this game mentally, those are the two, you know, two positions you're really worried about right now. Yeah, no, for sure. I do. Uh, I do think that, um, being able to slow this Chargers offense down is going to be crucial. And I think we're going to know real early whether the Cowboys have it in them to do it because, you know, if it could start to get out of hand quickly, uh, to me, I, I'm just trying to envision how this game script is going to go. And I, I just don't see one where you're going to be keeping Kellen's Chargers out of the end zone. So I feel like the points are coming. The real question really becomes, are the Cowboys going to be able to keep up? Or are they going to ma- be able to make enough stops to just, you know, come out ahead on this one? And that's that to me is is really where the real question is. You know, I'm glad you kind of mentioned that. And I'm curious what you think about this. I, I use this term probably incorrectly or probably too aggressively. But I look at the Cowboys as like front runners, right? Like if they don't have a lead, if it isn't comfortable, if it isn't how they want it to go, they just don't really take the punch well and give a good counter punch for lack of a better term. Like they, they can handle, if they can go in there and they can get you on the ropes and they can beat you down drive after drive. And you know, they get in turnovers and they get the lead early. Like the Cowboys look like the best team of football. Soon as they get a little resistance or a little bit of pushback, it's like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like we're not built like this. So I don't know if you agree, if that may be a little unfair, but that's kind of how I've been looking at them lately. I think that's how it feels, Tony. I mean, I I do agree, but I really think if you kind of look at things specifically, you might be able to kind of point to some things. Like, for example, like everyone talks about Dan Quinn's, the defense just didn't show up on last Sunday, which, you know, you look at the scoreboard and then you, how can you argue with it? But if you really look closely, like there were some stops made. I mean, they, they went down and scored the opening drive, but then there was that part in the middle part where it's like, okay, they're making stops, but then the offense was just so ineffective and they just couldn't, not only could they not score, but they couldn't even get first downs. They were like their first four drives, like nada, they're just nothing. And I think that just starts to wear on you and you, you know, and your defense isn't even getting time to to rest. So I think that to me, as far as the front runners uh, label goes, I think it's like if the Cowboys offense gets in a situation to where they're not able to be effective, then I think that it starts to put the, the team in itself into a different type of um, hole. And, and we saw that with Arizona and, you know, we saw that obviously, you know, with the Niners. But to me, I feel like I feel like the Cowboys defense, I'm, I still, even though they've been shown some, you know, exploitable, you know, in the last two of the last three games, I do feel still pretty good about that. Offensively, I don't have that same level of feeling. And to me, I feel like the Cowboys need to show us that they can uh, be effective on offense. And if they can't, then it's like, well, we could find ourselves you know, real quickly in one of those situations where we already know how this is going to play out. Absolutely. And so I, I want to ask you this. Is there is there anything when you watch the Chargers, right, film and you look at the matchup and we had talked about the little bit of offense and the defense here, the Cowboys have not put together a full, complete game on both sides of the ball, all three phases. 
do you feel like you have a sense at least that this could be a game where they put it all together? Or do you just have like too much respect for what the Chargers got going on there to think like, you know, hey, we're going to go in there and steamroll them. It's more going to be about go win where you can, maybe make a stop defensively, make a play offensively. But we're we're going to have some questions, some things to figure out after this game anyway. It's so hard to answer that question because the Cowboys have been so on the extreme ends of how, I mean, we haven't seen kind of like a, a, a balanced type of, they've either, been, they've either have been really fantastic or they have been, ter- you know, really bad. Now I will say um, offensively, even when we were, we were winning, we, we, we were kind of getting, there were some signs that things maybe weren't all that right. We all know about the, the red zone struggles and stuff, but to me, I feel like it's a, it's a tough ask Tony to be, to expect this team to come up there and, and just lay it to the Chargers offense. And then, you know, defenses, you know, they come out and dominate. And then all of a sudden, guess what? The Cowboys offense are are, are doing stuff. I mean, it could happen, but it would shock me. But this team has been really good at shocking me this year because I feel like every time I'm here, you know, every time I'm high, you know, then they bring me back down. Every time I'm low, it's like they – they just constantly are just messing with me because I don't know from one week to the next which te- Cowboys team we're going to get. You know, it's funny you say that because I was when we lost to Arizona, I was supremely confident in that this team was going to bounce back and, and steamroll the Patriots. Like I was on record. I said that I just feel like this team responds well to when they get punched like per the next game. They don't handle it well in the moment, but I feel like the next week they find an answer. But this week I feel myself less confident. I don't know if that's more about the respect I have for the Chargers or that loss for the 40 to the 49ers were so like debilitating in my mind. I don't know if you feel the same sense. Like obviously we have rem- immense respect for the Chargers and we know it's going to be a dogfight, but do you still have that do you have that gut feeling that like okay, like this is the type of game they're going to respond and we may get the best of them this week? No. I don't. I mean, I, I'm yeah. kind of the opposite. I, I kind of feel like, like after the the Arizona game. In fact, I feel just really lame for even doing this. I was like thinking maybe we should arrange our inactives in a way to where we can see some players that we want. I was just so confident in that game mm. to where I was looking past the Cardinals, and it was it was so silly. Um, and that's what us fans do sometimes when we're in that mindset because they were come off, you know, such strong performances, especially defensively that I was just, you know, at a, at pretty high on this team. But then after the Cardinals game, I was genuinely concerned about new England. I, I figured it was going to be a dog fight. And then of course, look what happens. Um, the Niners game. I, I, I had p- picked the Cowboys to lose um, last week. I, I thought it would be closer. Uh, it wasn't. But it it wasn't just that we lost, but it was in the manner in which we did it. It was just so deflating to where I don't know what to believe. And I have some really serious doubts about Mike McCarthy and what his his effect on the offense and his I don't I don't want to blame him blame him for everything, but I feel like he's broken Dak. And it's like we we all, you know, we talk about Dak. I know you know what you think about Dak, Tony. You I think you have a really good uh, your measurement of Dak is is to me a very I, I respect that guy because it's not one or the other. You know, Dak's not either terrible or he's infallible. It's it's not. There's there there's some mixtures, and I think that we've seen Dak Prescott play so well, so we know what he's capable of. So that's why it it becomes a little bit more concerning when we're seeing Dak make those checkdowns or make these bad reads and not seeing the field very well. And and I just I worry that McCarthy has has is a detriment to Prescott in this offense. 
And if he don't come out and, pl- and have a good game plan, he's going to lose to his former coordinator. That we, I don't have any doubts about that. Unless McCarthy has some tricks up his sleeve that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, you're so right. I think with Dak Prescott, you know, the two extremes where people are like, it's never his problem and it's it's always his fault. The truth is always in the middle. I mean, every time you have a conversation, it's always found in the middle. Um, you just got to have a little bit of um sanity in the conversation. So uh, we had talked about Mike McCarthy and some of the X factors. So I want to ask you specifically, if it is Mike McCarthy, that's great. Like you already kind of talked about it. But who is your X factor in this matchup for the Cowboys? Like, they, they, if they're going to win, he has to play well, or maybe it's a it's a unique guy that we're not thinking about, or maybe it's just, a, you know, Michael Parsons has to go out there and dominate. What is your opinion on the X Factor for uh, Monday night? Well, I mean, we already talked about it a, uh, a little bit briefly, and to me, on, on one side of the ball, and on, de- on defense, to me, it's about stopping uh, Austin Eckler. You know, I think that um, big plays are going to be kind of the, the deciding factor in this one, whether Dallas or or LA um and Eckler is one of those players that he's he's a big play waiting to happen and I think if the Cowboys you know if you look at some of the big runs they've given up uh it just takes one guy to lean the wrong way or get washed out and and, and Eckler's off and running and you know we don't have Leighton Van Der Esch in, in this one so that to me is is one of them but I I do want to say that my biggest x factor is Prescott you know and and I hate I hate to say this, but I, I feel like he has a lot to prove in this one. You know, he has to make the good reads after the snap. He's got to make good decisions, and he has to be quick with his throws. And he has to put the ball in good spots, too. Um, so I think Prescott has shown to be bad at, at those things if at various times over the last dozen or so games, you know, leading into the last season. Uh, so we need to have the good Dak back. So to me, I think the X factor is – it's kind of an easy one, but it's it's an important one, and it's Doc Prescott. Yeah, you know, it, before you said that, I had it written down like low-hanging fruit, but I had to take it, right? It's, yeah. After last week, it has to be Dak Prescott, right? I, I, what I need to see is I need to see comfortability, and I need to see confidence. Like a lot of the times, whether it's the protection or his reads or trust in himself, like it just looked like, maybe it's the 49ers, right? That was kind of what I was banging on the drum all last week for was, you know, sometimes you're just play a team that is better than you that has your answer. And and if that's what the 49ers are, fine. We'll worry about that again in January if we're lucky. Um, but right now we need to see our quarterback step up and, and, and make these plays entirely capable of a guy we've seen do it before i don't think that it's necessarily fair in my opinion to say he's not that guy but you you need to answer when when you get you know beat the way you do against the 49ers and and you don't look good doing it on any side of the ball you throw three interceptions two of them absolutely errant like just totally non like even acceptable uh, you got to go out there and you got to respond. I think uh, the, the sign of a mentally strong quarterback, a mentally strong team is you, you kind of put that in the rear view. You use it as fuel. And it, I think Tyler Smith said it best. He's like, you don't want to forget that. You don't want to lose that feeling. You want to carry that feeling into the next week and then the next week and then use that and say, I don't ever want to feel like that again. I think that's a good way to look at it. And I just need to see, I don't know what the step looks like, right? I don't, this isn't like a linear thing. This isn't like a get the next step and there's like a, a, a checkpoint. I just need to see something in, in Dak Prescott that say, okay, he's take the next step. He's evolved. Is that a, 
Is that an NFC championship appearance? Is it something we see cerebrally? Is it something we see in his reads? I don't know what it is, but I think when we see it, we'll know it. And I think that we have to find a way to find that this week in Los Angeles. Yeah, totally agree. And I think, I think what that clue as to what it might be will be that deep throw, that big play that we've been waiting for, you know, taking shots down the field and uh, making those throws that we know he's capable of making. I mean, this is, there's no reason that we need to kind of, you know, reel Dak in. We know what he's capable of. We're paying them the money, you know, because he's capable to do those kind of things. Uh, So we know it's there. We just need to see it. And then if we start seeing it, then we'll start to think, Hey, I recognize that guy, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get our quarterback back. And, but until then it's, we're going to be concerned because, too many times those small small throws and like he just there's something he doesn't trust about this offense or or about his protection or something and it's you're gonna go nowhere with that type of play do you think you know this may be a yeah dumb moment and you may have already alluded to it but do you think that indecisiveness is just mike mccarthy's offense and just like doing something that is completely different than what he's done before like where you, you felt like Kellen Moore did let him rip a little bit you know let him get it you know take the top off and 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 work the middle of the field with the tight ends we haven't seen much of what Dak Prescott does do well that it almost feels like he's He's like too indecisive and too, you know, safe for his own good at times. Yeah, I think that, I mean, obviously there's going to be some, when you have an, a, a scheme change and, you know, a new coordinator with not just McCarthy, but with Schottenheimer as well. And some some things are different. You're, there's going to be like an adjustment period. I think that's part of it too. But I also think part of it is just the plays themselves. I think that. I don't feel like he's giving him some good options. I feel like some of the, you know, because I think Prescott is one of the better pre-snap quarterbacks in the league. I think he does a fantastic job before the ball is snapped. And I used to think that he's pretty good post-snap as well. And I, and I do, but he hasn't been. And I think that's the part that's really getting him right now, whether there's something about um, just something he's not seeing. And I will, I mean, credit defenses. I mean, they come out there and they the way that they play the Cowboys offense it makes it hard so it's i can see why he's having trouble with some of his you know trusting some of these plays uh so i i feel like that's part of it i i feel like to me i don't think the plays have been good enough so far i think they've been too conservative um and i think that they have just not really allowed the Cowboys weapons to to make plays and I'm hoping that it's going to change. I'm hoping that there's there's other things that McCarthy has that he's planning because it looks very I don't like to say this because it's it's lazy, but it just looks very vanilla like the, what we saw during his final years in Green Bay, which is why I was not thrilled about him coming to Dallas, but I mean I'm hoping that that's not the case because it's it's a possibility that McCarthy's once good play calling has kind of passed him up and he's not able to keep up with with uh, the new era of the NFL where there's a lot uh, different um, defensive schemes that he's got to deal with. And that concerns me. And I don't I, I don't know if McCarthy is up for the task. And I do think it's uh, it's wearing on Prescott and, and CD and and other guys, too. Absolutely. I, that That's the thing that's so frustrating is just like. You're right. It is has it passed Mike McCarthy by? And I don't think it's 
I don't think you're wrong. I know you said you didn't want to bring it up, but I don't think you're wrong in the sense that, like, you know, Mike McCarthy is not absolved of blame here, right? Like, there is obviously something, and I, I want to ask you this more directly. Um, the West Coast principles, right? There, it's based on timing. It's based on getting, you know, timed up at the feet, timed up at the wide receivers, get the ball out. If if you know, defenses know that. You know, they they understand, and the and they if you can get off your rhythm, you think Dak Prescott just isn't comfortable enough in what this new West Coast, Texas Coast, whatever you want to call it, system. That if if it's not like clean or nice, like it's going to be an issue right now. Yeah, and. To, to me, and this is one of the issues I had with last year with the play calling and, and Kellen Moore is, you know, we saw some, especially in the Green Bay game, we were like, we saw like Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb kind of running the same route almost, you know, and you start to wonder, it's like, why, what is Kellen doing? And, um, and then you, you, you know, that that's not the design of the play. And, you know, if you, if you think about it, it's, it's somebody messed up. So you look at with um, all the, changes that's happened with the Cowboys with you know Brandon Cooks is here you know Ferguson is now the league guy you got a schoonmaker is in the mix and you got all these players that are I would like new and have new roles you know they don't they don't have a lot of experience with these timings and then and to where things I just don't feel like the Cowboys are a very well-oiled machine I feel like they're kind of just a little bit you know um it's just kind of uh scattery and and just I think there's some they need to fine tune that. So maybe the plays are better than what I think they are and the Cowboys aren't executing them as well. But from my vantage point, it's certainly not looking like that the plays that Prescott's given is was winning plays. It's going to help him. Absolutely. And the last topic really, I want to talk, touch on real quickly before I get your game prediction and we get out of here. Um, you, we look at this Chargers defense, right? A lot of two high safety. They do play some man. Um, we had talked about the secondary being advantageous. Is there anything specific with this Chargers defense where you're like, okay, Cowboys can absolutely take advantage of this. It's going to be Brandon Cooks and maybe Jake Ferguson. Like, is there anything that you've saw from, you know, your studies, or your tape watch that you're like, okay, the Cowboys can absolutely exploit this. Yeah, and I, I think it's to me what the Chargers like to do. You know, I mentioned earlier that they're kind of a middle of the road running run defense, and I I don't think that they're actually very good run defense. But I think what they they do and how they stay that way is, I think they overcommit to. I think they kind of recognize it as we're not really that good in this department, so they overcommit early on early downs, and they try to get teams behind the sticks, but. In doing so, I've I've seen them vulnerable to big plays if teams come out and uh, of course so they played Miami in the first week that was this was on display quite a bit but hey that's Miami uh, but that's a good example of they will come out and just take shots at you so if the Cowboys are willing to be an aggressive team and say hey I'm first down I'm gonna take a shot you know then I think you can catch the the Chargers you know with their hand in the cookie jar because I think they're going to be trying to try to settle in the run you know keep keep the Cowboys and make them um make long you know longer drives and and to sustain and I think that if in doing so if if they're successful they'll, they'll put the Cowboys in third and longs and that will be a long day for them but if the Cowboys can just take those shots so whether it's Cooks and like I say I don't know how they're gonna defend you know I've already called out Michael Davis and then I just like I want to find the guy 
that they can beat. And it could be CD. When's the last time we saw CD running on one of those deep slants, Tony? I remember that. Remember when he catches it yeah. and then he, he can do a little like see you later kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there was so many of those last year. And uh, I just don't know where that, where that's gone. I just want to see some of those big plays. The the Chargers are vulnerable there. And if you if you get them and try and overcommit with, with the run, you can catch them. But the question becomes, can the Cowboys be that team that takes those shots? And so far, they haven't been. Yeah, it's, you're absolutely right. And I feel like we've been saying it every week. I'm not the only one. It's almost been like a Cowboys Nation theme at this point. But I feel like if not now, then when? I think Brandon Cooks has a chance to to ha- to have that type of impact where, you know, if we can, like you said, if the, if the runs work in, we can kind of get them down a little bit, play some play action, take a big shot where we stretch the field. It's not at all what we've seen from this offense so far this season, but at some point, like, it's got to come out, right? This is still in the play call. This is still something that they have in their playbook. Like, you got to be able to stretch the field. I know you said, like, you know, see – CeeDee Lamb may have some advantageous, you know, cornerback matchups, but I still think Michael Gallup can too. I think Brandon Cooks could too. And, you know, it's going to come down to can we find production? I I, I would love to see what CeeDee Lamb looks like. This is early in his career. The first time where, like, he's looked like like the diva. What does he look like after, you know, when he's sitting there pouting on the sideline and we got to have a conversation about his demeanor? What does he look like after that? Does he come out and have a game of his life or is it more of the same? I just... I think Brandon Cooks is the guy that's going to kind of explode on the scene this week, but I'm interested to see the unit as a whole. You know, I want to see what they look like in the passing attack, and I think uh, I want to see some encouraging signs because if it's bad, it's going to be a long bye week, and it's going to be a lot of conversations about what is exactly wrong with this offensive group. Is Mm -hmm. it the quarterback? Is it the play caller? Either way, it's not going to be fun. No, I agree, and I'm very very worried that this is – this is the future that uh, is in front of us, Tony, because I think it's it's very bad that when you have a bye week coming off a, you know, a tough loss. So, I mean, it's, you know, Monday night's game is going to be, it's going to be so huge, you know, for that reason. So, and I'd be lying if I said I, I wasn't concerned about what we're about to see. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, let's jump right into it. Like you mentioned the bye week. Four and two feels a lot different than three and three. So, Danny Phantom, what is your official prediction for Monday night's game? Well, I think it was, and I said this already on the Star Seminar, but I, I think it was um, Dalton from Roadhouse that says, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So, I hate to be this guy and kind of uh, you know start this week off with in a, on a bad note, but I do not have a good feeling about this game, Tony. Um, I think Kellen Moore is going to be in his bag. Um, And I think he's got a good bag. And I think McCarthy uh, has a bag over his head. And I think it's just (laughs) going to be, I think it's going to be ugly. So to me, I feel like I've, I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to be done, but I think this is going to be a point in the season where maybe they are at rock bottom after this Monday night game. I, I got the chargers winning big in this one. I have, I have it 38 to 20. Wow. So I know that's terrible, I know, but that's just how I feel. And I'm hoping that this will be the this game will be the slap in the face that kind of like gets them a little bit back on track because I, I honestly don't think that that they are have recovered from San Francisco yet. So I think they're still kind of in that free fall. Yeah, you know what? I respect the honesty. Like, I mean, you shoot it straight. So I mean, I can all, all I can do is respect it. Um, I think. A little more positively, I understand some of 
your concerns. And I understand that like I could be completely wrong here and we could be going into the bye week 500 team and, and the sky is falling. But I, but if you ask me, I think they find a way to win. I'm not going to say it confidently, but I think it's like a 27 to 20 game. You know, maybe they pull away late. Maybe, you know, I don't know. It just, I feel like they're going to get a win. I think they're going to get to the bye at four and two, which I think a lot of people thought they were probably going to be around there at this point. Anyway, I don't think we thought it was going to be this road and how we got here was going to look like this, but ultimately I think they win. I don't know if we're going to see the all three phase dominance. Like I asked earlier, but I think they find a way and there's still going to be enough things that question in a whole week of, you know, when they're off from action though. Yeah. I want to say one little caveat to my prediction is that I mentioned earlier that uh, every week, you know, every time I, every time I feel like I have a good read on this team, this team turn comes around and just surprises me. So, you know, I hope that's the case again. You know, you know, because I'm I'm at a I'm at a low spot, low point right now where my confidence with this group is is not great. But I'm hoping that they come and they just say, "Hey, knock it off! Don't read too much into one game." You know, look at we're still here, and then the this team still has a shot to to do something this year. So I'm hopeful for that is, but uh, but at the same time, I'm just giving the prediction of what my guts is telling me. Listen, that's all we ask, right? On the first and 10 podcast, when you come on here, we just want your honesty, no matter what it looks like. So unless you have anything else, I think that'll wrap it up. And I just want to thank you for joining us. No, thanks for having me on. And, you know, I'm hoping the Cowboys can come out and, and have a good game. And uh, I hope that uh, all the people that hate Kellen Moore will have some fuel, you know, <laughs> come Tuesday to just see, um, see, that's why we got rid of him. Because as much as I like the guy, I'm really hoping that he's a little off on on Monday night. Yeah. And no matter what, the Cowboys are heading into the bye week. And because it's the Cowboys, we'll have something to talk about. Hopefully, we'll be in a positive light. But who knows? We'll see. One of us will be right. Hopefully, you know, I think you agree. You hope it's me. But we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, another episode of the First and Ten podcast by, brought to you by Blog and the Boys, powered by SB Nation. We'll catch you guys next week. Hopefully, four and two. We'll have some uh, fun conversations. Until then, have a good one.